Welcome to the podcast of Revival Fires. As we pursue Jesus, our vision is to build a community of believers who are present-centered, people-focused, and community-oriented. This message is taken from our Blueprint series, a journey through the book of Acts. We really believe that you will encounter Jesus through this teaching today. Well, I'm going to finish off this um, little section that I've had in the first one. That's it. In the book of Acts that Ryan's been taking us into. And, uh, and I've really been focusing our attention on the glory of God. And so we looked at the, the first week that I was talking to you. I talked about the glory squeeze. Do you remember that? And the glory of an orange is in the juice. And unless it's squeezed, the juice never comes out. And so I talked about the whole thing. Sometimes God squeezes our lives. And then last week I talked about the glory suit. That there is a glory that God covers us. There's a glory of the angelic and there's a glory of the um, natural realm. And, and each one receives a glory and and so that was the glory suit we are clothed in glory and i just got rid of the myth where the scripture one of the scriptures says my glory i won't give to another and so we looked at that and certain aspects of god's character and who he is that he doesn't give to us and we looked at his all-knowing we looked at his all-powerfulness and we looked at his ever presence is om, omnipresence and so those are aspects of his character that he doesn't give to us and we are so pleased aren't we and um, but then there's other things that he does is faithfulness is goodness is favor and so when it talks about we are carriers of glory that's what God wants us to release you know, it says in um, one of the Psalms, it, it says, who you have made him, that's Jesus, but also the son of man, that's us. You have made him a little lower than the angels, but you crowned him with glory and honor. And so God clothes us. Jesus said, I have given you the glory. That's the same word that Jesus uses in so many of the places when he talks about the miracles. Miracles release the goodness of God. Don't you think that at the marriage when there's no provision and Jesus gives them the provision that they need, don't you think that's an expression of the glory of God or the goodness of God? And Jesus said, this was the first miracle whereby he manifested his glory. So when we see miracles happening, they're there to manifest God's glory, not to make us look good. Because when God is doing miracles and you're standing close by, anybody looks good. Just remember that, okay? And then this morning, what I want to finish off with, and that is the scent of glory. And that is the fragrance says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 it says there that we are the aroma of Christ hallelujah and so God wants us 
to be the aroma. This is what aroma is like. I picked up one is a um, one is Morton brand. They're good, good um, brands. And uh, and the other is Esther Lauder. You know. And so here, can you see that what's going to happen? I know Shan told me I could use it. Can you see? And, and what's going to happen... I'll give some of this now. Molten Mabry. Now that's pie, pork pies, isn't it? <laughs> These aren't pork pies. Okay. So, so, can you smell the fragrance now? There we go. So, ladies are going to have men's fragrance. Men are going to have ladies' fragrance. On. See? See? Okay. I'll go all over my arms, so when you come for prayer later. Can you smell the fragrance? But that was released a little while ago, and it will continue to be here. Why? Because fragrance fills the atmosphere. And I believe that God wants us to be atmosphere fillers. And we feel his atmosphere. It said all his robes are fragrant. This is Psalm 45. All his robes are fragrant with aloes, with acacia, and with myrrh. And, uh, and so wherever Jesus went, he released his presence and as he released it, can you smell it? And as he released it, and there wasn't much. You don't need a lot of fragrance to change an atmosphere. And we are atmosphere changers. Because we are, as Paul said, the aroma of Christ. And so here, because if you carry on reading that verse, it says because we are in his, not ours, his triumphal procession. And so what they would do, the conquering um, army would be led into Rome by the commander of the um, general who had um, defeated them. Now, Jesus has defeated every power of the enemy in our lives, hasn't he? And so now we are led into this triumphal procession. But the, what they would do as they led them in, they would have these great big cloths on great poles. And they were filled with oils and a fragrance and so the fragrance would go first in order to fill the atmosphere of victory and then what would happen is that those who had been taken captive now we've been taken captive by the Lord Jesus Christ and in that captivity there is freedom because he sets us free. It is for freedom.
freedom that Christ Jesus set us free. I've got both. Uh, and, and so we now are the fragrance, but also we're his trophies. Isn't that good? Do you feel like a trophy this morning? Huh? With all that we've come through, all the battles that we've faced, we come to a point where we are his trophy. And so what I want to do this morning is just finish off of how we become the aroma, how we become the scent of glory. So that when we go into places, there is something that we bring. Because let me tell you, God has put something so valuable in your life. And so what happens, we went to a place called Kazanlak in Bulgaria. Did you ever come there with us, Gary? You know, you didn't come to Kazanlak. Uh, Gary travelled with us in lots of different places. And um, so we went to... Um, to Kazanlak, and um, Kazanlak is in Bulgaria, and it's where roses are grown. And the roses that are grown are picked early in the morning, and then they are crushed. You know where I'm going this morning, don't you? And so they're crushed in order that what is contained within them can be released. See, I believe there's so many people, so many people even here this morning, that what you carry inside you can't be released until there is this crushing. In order to release the unique you, so that the world can receive the glory that God as placed within you. Are you with me this morning? And so with that, and listen, how many people like crushing? See, nobody. How many people like fragrance? You can't have one without the other. Are you with me? And so God wants to bring out a fragrance. And what is the fragrance? The glory that he has communicated with us. So it ties in with what I've been saying. So his goodness, his faithfulness, his love, his mercy, his compassion. All of those things, that is what is the glory that he's put upon us so that we can express that and release that so the world might see the God that we worship. Let me tell you, God wants to put his glory on display. Now what does that mean? He wants to put you, he wants to put you on display so that he can release his glory through you. But sometimes there is that crushing. Let me get back to my notes. I've got two lots of notes because I thought one wasn't good enough. Not quite. I put everything down onto one page from four pages. So they're only little notes this morning, okay? And um, so God is wanting to fill the earth you know, and part, I believe, of the apostolic 
is to release a fragrance. It's to release that fragrance. People talk about apostolic succession. That is the apostle Peter um, gave it to Paul. Paul gave it to someone else. Somebody gave it to others. You had all the church fathers and then it comes all the way down the lines, whether it's the Pope of the Roman church or whether it's apostolic figures in the um, Protestant church. But let me tell you, God is not into apostolic succession. He's into apostolic fragrance. People who change atmospheres, who change times and seasons. So people of today who move apostolically, they carry a fragrance that is able to change the world. In our day, we can't go all the way back 2,000 years. That's what apostolic succession tries to do. Take you all back there and says, well, this is how they do it, so this is how we do it. No, because there is progressive revelation. Are you with me? I know that's a little bit to get hold of first thing Sunday morning. I've been at it since very early this morning. And... Uh, and so here there is this fragrance. And what happens then, that fragrance is so we would fill the earth. What does God want to fill the earth with? Glory. That is the glory of our lives. That is the glory of his goodness, his mercy, his generosity, the glory of his compassion. And you keep going on and on and on of what he communicates through us. I hope this week that your places of work have become better places just because you've been there to release the goodness of God. Huh? How that would change. And we don't even have to start going on and telling people, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Me and Sham went out for a walk this week and um, it was a really hot week, wasn't it? Well, we were down by the canal and we were looking for a bench to sit down on. As you do when you're our age. <laughs> and and uh, we couldn't find a bench anywhere. And so there was this um, elderly man. I, I said to Shania, what do you think it was like talking to those two elderly people? Shan says, Trevor, we're in the same category. <laughs> and, uh, and so he said, listen, he was sat on his bench. And he said, listen, you can sit on my bench. And so we were talking to him. His name's Roger. We didn't get to tell him about Jesus. We didn't get to pray for him, though he has cancer of the esophagus. And uh, we didn't get to share with him all that we were. One thing we didn't do. And that's, let me, before I get there, the other thing was this. He said, oh, there's Paul. This is Roger. This is Paul. He said, oh, there's Paul. He says, Paul, come on over. He says, bring your dog with you. I am becoming a secret dog lover. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and so Paul comes over. And, um, and listen, Paul's retired. I don't know what he did in his life, but he has an apartment in France, in um, Spain. He has a boat on the canal. Um, he and his wife share lots of hours down the canal. They spend lots of time um, in Spain with their family, their sons, their daughters. We found all this out. We've, his wife um, suffers, this is Roger's wife, suffers well arthritis. 
and uh, in severe pain, so she can't go down to the barge that often. Now, why am I telling you all of this? Because what we didn't do was talk about what do you do? You get young people together, you get young men together, and the first thing they start to say is, what do you do? And it seems as if there's this couldn't care less attitude that creeps in on you. Because so often we try and define ourselves by the things that we do. And so we were there, and we know their names, we know what their wives are like, and um, we know where their barges are, we know where there's a bench, and he said, you can come and sit on this bench anytime you like. And the thing is this, we are going to build a relationship with these two guys. And after we start building a relationship, we're going to want to leave a fragrance. And I'm not saying this in order to spout off, but um, Roger says to his friend Paul, one of the things, he, come on over and um, come and talk to these two lovely people. Fragrance. We could have said, typical, typical canal waterways don't have a bench anywhere for people like us to sit down do you know what i mean and so what you do is you become critical and nasty and i just said to him do you know where there's a, a bench is there a bench further down he said there's a bench here mormon because he's from quarry bank <laughs> i got all this information see fragrance and fragrance does something. And what it does, it, you don't get up people's nostrils, but you become pleasant to talk to. Don't you want to be pleasant to talk to? You know? And so here, we're wanting to create that environment. So that's why we are the aroma of Christ. Listen, you can't turn it off and turn it on. But to get that fragrance out of here, what do you have to do? You have to press it. Put pressure on. I can hold it in my hand, do nothing with it, nothing comes out. But what happens is, yes, you put pressure on. Johnson, on your hand. There you are, Johnson. Johnson. There you go. Sharon said I could do it. <laughs> I think she's telling me to do it, so I go and buy her some new fragrance. I've just, I've just twigged that. I, I've just got that. Oh, you can use this one, she said this morning. And uh, use as much as you like. I think she's, yeah. It, yeah, I know, sometimes you're a bit slow on the uptake, aren't we, guys? You know? And, uh, and so here, so we want to release this fragrance. And, and I believe that's more to do with the apostolic than any other thing. We are the aroma of Christ. Paul said he wanted us to spread the gospel everywhere. He wanted us that what has happened to me has fallen out for the benefit of the gospel. The pressure that I'm under in prison is turned out that other people are now bold to speak out. So that you see, what happens to you, it creates a fragrance. And in that fragrance of Paul's suffering and pressure and his 
boldness that came out, it says, and I'm blessed that other people are now bold to speak out and are not afraid or not alarmed at preaching the gospel. So, pressure, being crushed in order that what's in us comes out of us. And, um, and so then what we do, like in here this morning, there's a lingering fragrance. Long after you press the bottle, long after you've been pressed, there becomes a lingering presence. Isn't that true here? Can't you smell the presence or is it just me that I'll go to my hand? You know? But there's a lingering presence. It doesn't just stop when you walk out. There's something that lingers. See, so you linger. What you cause to linger is the presence of Jesus. Come on, get hold of this. See, so often we can make it so high to walk the Christian life that it's hardly anybody can walk it. You know, unless you've had an angelic visitation, and let me tell you, I should come to it later, an angel showed up in my study this morning. But you see, you don't have to couch it all up so it sounds all glorious. I believe it should be part and parcel of our everyday life. And it's not such a big thing, but there's certain things that God communicates because we don't get it. And so he will release angels. And we don't have to go all on about the angels. We have to go on about what they release to us. And so there's this lingering fragrance of glory so that what others have left behind, this morning the fragrance that I've left behind, it's so that you can now take it where you go and so you contribute to the ongoing release of the fragrance of Jesus. So now you can invest your life in the ongoing story of God covering the earth with his glory as the waters covers the sea. Amen? Is that good? There's more. <laughs> as I said, they only let me preach every so often these days, so I better give you my best shots all the time, haven't I? Huh? I'm joking. They don't. It's what I've chosen to do. And I've chosen to do it so that other people can release their glory. It's not because we're transitioning, we're laying this down and going on to something else or going to spend more time sitting on benches. That's only one thing. It's so that others can come into a new sphere of their fragrance. And unless we do it, they can't do it. And so here, the, this morning, those are my notes. Don't worry, these aren't all my notes for this morning. Those are the past messages. So I'll put those there, then you won't get too panicky. Okay. Um, and so here, we were created to release God's glory. Three times in the Bible, Numbers chapter 14, verse 21 also Psalm 72, verse 19, and Habakkuk 2, verse 14. 
all of those verses and so it's important if God says the same things three times it's important for us and in those verses it says all the earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea no matter what you think and history and what's going on in history let me tell you the earth hasn't been filled with God's glory like the waters have covered the oceans up until this point but there will be a day when it happens and that's why he says we are the carriers it's not going to be some ethereal thing it's going to be you and me releasing the fragrance of Jesus changes atmospheres and because it changes atmospheres we're able to see God move in power and change people's lives that's how it works I wish somebody had told me this back in 1973 when I was at Bible school. They didn't. I found it out now. And so here, the thing that we're to do then is to try and understand what our assignment is. Now turn to Acts chapter 17. I'm saying that because if I don't quote Acts, Ryan may say to me, you weren't preaching out of Acts this morning. And, uh, and he's watching, so he said. I don't think he's watching this morning. So I can do whatever I want. I know some of you are saying, Trevor, you've done that all your life. I know. <laughs> but here, let me read this to you. Chapter 17, verse 26. I'm going to bring out two things. I'm going to open it up. I'm going to give you some keys that would help you to understand what your assignment is because I want you to release glory. I do want you to be a glory releaser of what God has put in you because he doesn't want you to die with it in you. That essence of who God is that he's put in you, in your personality, all that fit that he's put together for you, he doesn't want you to die with it in you. And so many people never release their glory. They have ministries, they have opportunities, they have creations, all of those things, and they never do it because it's never released. That's why God crushes us. Because he just doesn't want you to leave this life and not release the essence of what he's put within you. Are you with me? And so here, let's read it. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. He determined, mark that in your Bible. I've underlined it in mine. If you've got a iPhone or whatever, highlight it. It's a key verse for you. Verse 26. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. See that word whole? All the earth. The whole earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. It connects in. And he determined... Now, what has God determined? The set time and the exact place. I went on Google this morning and uh, just to prove this set time. And I Googled in 
um, using a, a, a translator. I googled in street, uh, straight street, Damascus. And you know what? Took me all the way down. Google took me all the way down to a street called Straight in Damascus. Still there today. It's where Paul went. Received a prophetic word. That prophetic word contained his assignment. Did God have to crush him, squeeze him? Did he have to suit him? In order for Paul to become who Paul was. So you see, this is true for us as it was true back then and so here he determined and so here what is God determined God has determined the set time that is the exact time that your life should appear on the earth in order that the fullness of your glory the completeness because that's what glory means the full weight of that which is without limit, that which is not short measured, all that your life is could release something into this world that would display who God is. Come on, somebody give God a clap for that. You know, you can't make this up. And so he determined the set times and the exact places. We have a lot of people coming in here from nations. We have James and his family come here from Italy. We have Rebecca. Where's Rebecca? Stand up, Rebecca. I don't think we've introduced you. Stand up, Rebecca's from Spain. Her mom and dad are pastors in Spain. And um, she is here for a, um, about an eight-week placement because she's learning English at university and she wants to be a missionary that's the call of God on her life she wants to be a missionary go to nations and also she wants to be able to interpret um, English in translating books messages all of those things isn't that good so pray for her invite her into your homes bless her so that's what She's here. So there are people coming. James is from, from um, Italy. We have whole now families coming in from Ukraine. Can you but I want you to know, you could look at it and say, well, it's this person and that person's fault. They haven't have done that. They haven't have done that. But also, it could be God's exact time, set time, and exact place. Now listen, as I said, crushing, we don't like. Do we? We don't like it if we're people from the black country. We don't like it if we're people from you know, other parts of this country. We don't like it if we're people from Spain or from Italy. We don't like it if we're people from the African nations. We don't like crushing. Why? Because it's a common trait with us all. Nobody likes to be crushed. Yet sometimes God says, but I can't release the essence of who you are because it's contained in some of the things that have sealed you, locked you up, the situations and circumstance that hold you in and you can't express. So this morning, this is the message of freedom. 
And so here, God created us to release his glory into the world, our sphere of influence. And also that is our family, our employment, the jobs that we do, all of those things. And also the environment, the atmosphere that is in our daily life, whether we're in the shop, whether we're in the store, whether we're in the garage queue, whether we're in the queue, in the traffic, God wants us to be releasers of his glory. Let's stop making it all about signs, wonders and miracles. You know, it's very easy for us to say, well, I can't do that because I've never moved in miracles. Well, just start moving in God's goodness and what will happen is his miracles will begin to follow you. Come on. Are you with me? Time is rushing on. And so here. And, um, and so it's his purpose. Um, and only his purpose will be completed or his purpose will not be completed until the whole world is filled with God's glory. God's purpose won't be fulfilled. You know, we can talk about the coming of Jesus, but it won't be fulfilled until the whole earth is filled with his glory. He's put us here, the set time, the exact place, so that we can be atmospheric changers. Aren't you enjoying the nice hot weather? Huh? I'm dripping already. But aren't you enjoying the nice hot weather? And there's some people that like the rain. And I'm thinking, well, you're okay. You get plenty of it. Okay. Some people like the sun. They're just getting a little bit. A few weeks, that's all. You know. And everybody seems to want to tell us what we have to do. Now, I'm sure everybody here knows that when it's hot, you drink more water. Yeah? And... When the sun is blazing, you put sun cream on. Yeah? Now, why do we need governments to tell us to do those things? Huh? I'm thinking, I've known this since I was a little kid. You know? I mean, just the crazy world that we're in, isn't it? They don't want to tell us everything that, because they want to control. But let me tell you this, Jesus is the great releaser of life in us. And so it won't be complete until the whole earth is filled with his glory. And you see, as I said, so many people are bottled up and sealed tight in jobs, in circumstances, in attitudes that restrict. The Lord is my portion. So Psalm 16:4 says, "The Lord is my portion." The boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Therefore, I have a godly inheritance. See, if you think it's because of this person, that person, that situation, that situation, you're putting your hands in the hands of man. It says, cursed is he who trusts in man. Now listen, it's not that we trust, we don't have to trust all those people, but we put our, our view of what is happening to us into the hands of man. This is happening to me because, 
this has happened, that person's done that, that person's done that. Could it be that God is just about to turn some things around? I prophesied in Ukraine many, many years ago now that Ukraine, the Ukrainians would be fired like missiles into the nations. Somebody gave me that prophecy this week who's in another town, another city, spoke to Janet, and she said, that prophecy has kept me going through all these last few months. That God said he would send us like missiles into the nation. Now, why did I say that? Because Bob Jones also prophesied saying revival would begin in Ukraine. And now they have had revival in Ukraine, haven't you? You've had revival in Ukraine. And now God is saying, okay, it is time to release what I gave you. Bob Jones says that revival would begin in Ukraine. I believe revival began in the Ukrainians back in 1996. Didn't we see revival, Gary? You know, big time. You, you think you've seen some things here. Let me tell you there, it was crazy, crazy. I mean, it would make your eyes come out like organ stops. But <laughs> And so here, you see, God wants us in the right place. And so for us, see, many people are so bottled up. God is wanting to pop the cork and he's wanting to press the petals. So whether you're a bottle, listen, you don't have to get hold of it and shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, you know till it explodes, you get a bottle, you pick it up, if it's lying flat, you put it up straight and you just move it gently twice and let me tell you, that cork will fly out. How do I know? I've tried it. <laughs> Goes everywhere. See? So we don't, it doesn't always have to be this major shaking in our lives. But listen, there is major shaking coming. And all of the things that are going on, you know, listen, was it 2019? We thought we could never go through a pandemic again. Now what's coming is far worse than the pandemic. Let me tell you, when a pensioner is going to have to pay probably nearly half of their salary to some giant conglomerate so that people can have dividends, Liz Truss said they're not evil. In my reckoning, greed is quite top of the list. And so it's greed driven. But what happens? We get into more debt. When you're in debt, you become controlled by the people who you're indebted to. That works in every area of our life. If you're in debt because you don't forgive, what you do is you make yourself indebted to the person who offended you. So you can never leave them. But God has answers. And so for us, it works in every area of our life. And let me tell you, we are coming to one almighty crash as a nation. But the people who know their God stand firm and take action. That's who we are. Why? Because we are going to 
release a fragrance of Jesus. See, we don't trust, we don't trust Parliament. We trust the government of the kingdom of heaven to take us through. That's what we need to be looking at. We need to take our eyes off the natural, get back into that realm of the supernatural. Why? So that we can spread the aroma of Christ. And so here, God wants to release what's in the bottle. He wants to squeeze out of us what he has put within us. Just moving on. You know, so often we can be in a place where we say, Lord, you're crushing me. And God says, no. I just want to release what's inside you. But Lord, you're crushing me. No, that's your view. My view is, unless there's crushing what you have within you will never be released. I just want to release your scent to the world so they can taste and smell the fragrance of your life with all that you've come through, all of your story, all of the situations that you've come through, all of that, and there is a fragrance about your life and you say they say to you why is it you say well if you really want to know the real essence of my life comes from my walk and my relationship with Jesus Christ he is the one who makes the difference and that's it and so for us this morning, you know, God, God says, I'm wanting no smell of glory and there's going to be a crushing. No smell of glory, there's going to be a shaking. Allow God, because there's so much contained within you that he wants to release. And he wants them to see what he's put within you and that is the glory that he's placed in your life. And so here, as I was preparing, this angel, I was just sat at my desk and it was like the angel was across the room. And as I looked, it was full, full blown. It wasn't a great tall angel, but I saw that he was just filled with all different colors of light. And for me, I see angels as sort of light forms. It's just like you could put your hand right the way through them. That's how I see them. Now listen, other people see them in lots of other different ways. God speaks our language. He speaks your language. He knows how to get your attention, just like he gets my attention. And, and as I look across at him, he said these words. I don't, I don't go into naming angels, the angel this or the angel that. But he said to me, I'm the locksmith. And then I looked, and around his belt, around his waist, because he sat down around his waist, it had a belt of destiny. Now, it didn't have destiny written on it. 
but you just knew. You just, you just knew that that's what he carried. And then on his belt were keys. And uh, so that I get it right, I want to just read to you or just express to you um, the keys that he had on. Because that verse in Acts, it goes on to say, the set times, the exact places where you should live. God did this so that men might discover him. Underline that word. In your Bible, it would have so that men would seek him. But that word there, seek, is the same word as used for discovery. So God wants you to discover things. What does he want you to discover? Your assignment. The place where you are going to release the essence of who you are, what he created you to be, into the atmosphere so that people's lives can taste and see that God is good. And through you, God will put himself on display. And so here... He, he said that he was this angel and he was this locksmith. And, um, and he said to me, there are things that you can help people to get hold of their assignment with. Now listen, I've heard this. I preached a message similar to this many years ago. But a wise steward brings out of his Treasury things both old and new. There's nothing wrong with some old revelation, but you have to bring it into the new too. And so I've talked about some people here who were on the school. You would know this. Mike, who's at the back, when I talked at the school, and I talked about the things that will indicate to us what our assignment is. And so here, what, our, what, what you love, you got that? What you love is a key to your gifts and skills and the wisdom that you possess, what you love. Because we give ourselves to those things that we love. And when I saw the key that this angel had was the key, and it was a heart. That was the key. It wasn't to go into any door. I believe it was the key to release people to live out of their heart to live out of their passion, to live out of their desire for all that God has for their life. And we may think it's some great thing. Somebody came up in the queue this, um, last week. You're here this, um, today. And, um, and said to me, Trevor, um, I said, well, what would you really love to do? Do you know what he said? I would love to either be a storeman or work in a factory. And I said, I can help you. Can you see? Now listen, everybody wants to fly to the moon or go and preach the gospel to all the nations. Somebody says, I want to be a storeman. I said, what's your passion? He said, I'd love to be a storeman or work in a factory. And, uh, and the thing is this, I've been able to speak to somebody this week. And uh, they're not here this morning. But they are going to be here next week and they are going to talk to you. And, and so, so these are things that what you love, what is it that you love? Because so often we're looking at other, what other people are doing. We think, oh, I'd love to do that. No, 
that's you'd love to do it. What's your passion? And so the key, the key to your assignment is what is it that you love? Because I believe God wants to unlock your heart this morning. Second thing is this. What you grieve over is a key to what you've been assigned to heal. And sometimes what happens is this. We go through life and it's only when we go through something that we find a deep grieving takes place in our heart. Well, let me tell you, if you're in a place where there's deep grief in your heart, I'm not talking now about the, the grief that comes from the loss of a loved one. That can feed into it because that is normal. I'm talking about a grief over situations and circumstances. That is a key to what you've been assigned to heal. Begin to listen to yourself and stop looking at other people and what they're doing. God has put some essential things in you. Why? Because God is the great healer. Don't you think Jesus was grieved and yet he is the greatest healer? The third thing is what you have, what you hate is a key to what God wants you to cor correct. And the, the grieving, let me just say that, this angel was carrying a bottle of tears. And we think our tears don't count. But your tears open up ways for God's healing to flow in. And the third thing is what you hate is a key to what you have been assigned to correct and that was in the form of a little vial of oil and you see God wants to bring order into the chaos and into the disorder see I believe there's people here and uh, you know I wasn't going to say this, but James, you're right at the back sitting down. James, I believe that there is an anointing of um, oil coming to you because there's things you hate poverty with an intensity. And God says, but that's because there is an oil that you're going to bring order into the chaos of poverty. And, and Gary and Sue, I believe that's an anointing that's on you. Don't give it up because we reach a point in life. But there is an anointing that God is going to use you in order to bring order to the chaos in people's lives. The financial chaos in their lives. And it's not about you getting hold of money. But I believe it's about you having wisdom that releases people into a place where the chaos doesn't overwhelm them. See, and those are keys to our assignment. And personally, I don't know how anybody could love numbers. But you talk to these guys and it's just like they live and breathe them. You know? Why? Because that's what they love. 
Why do they love it? Because they have skills and they have gifts and they have wisdom in it. So let me tell you, if you have difficulty with finance, don't keep it to yourself. Because you will get into more chaos. Speak to us. We will put you in touch with the people who carry the anointing that breaks the yoke. Amen? Brings you out of chaos into liberty and freedom. That's how it should be. Oh, I've got no time left. Now, I'm not going to go over, okay? So you'll be pleased to know that. So what you hate is a key to what you have to correct. And this angel had this vial of oil on its hip that he was going to pour into people's lives. Because that's what we're, we're not taking keys and unlocking doors and all the rest. But you see, where you release your heart, it will open up situations to you. Where you release your tears, it will open up so you bring healing. Where you bring order into the cup, pour the oil, it will open up so that order follows in. And also the fourth thing is this, where you are is key to what grows within you. See, where are you? Where are you this morning in your walk with God? That's what I'm interested in. Because where you are will determine what grows in your life. See, find the field. Your boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Therefore, I have a godly heritage. Find the place where you're to grow. Because when you're in the place, the exact place that God has for you, all that he longs for you to produce will begin to grow in you. Isn't that amazing? And it's all of God, not of us. So embrace where God is putting you. And as you do, it says in Acts chapter 7, um, I think it's verse 22, it's talking about Stephen, it's his message. Okay? I, I identify really well with Stephen, um, longest preacher. And... Uh, and, and, and Stephen says there that Moses, he learned, he learned while he was in the house of Pharaoh. He learned the wisdom of Egypt. He learned the traditions of Egypt. You see, it doesn't just come. There's a time of preparation. A friend of mine by the name of Dennis Peacock, he said these words. It stayed with me, he said these words in 1983. Stayed with me right from that time. He said, the future belongs to those who prepare for it. You don't prepare, you have no future. Simple, isn't it? Huh? You couldn't get a more simple statement than that. And here, what did God do? God provided Moses an opportunity to be trained for 40 years. And you think, well, I'm ready to hit the world now. Well, the way he was going to hit the world wasn't the way God wanted to do, him to do it. He wanted to show his glory, not his glory. And so what he did, he got hold of the guy, killed the guy who was oppressing people. And God said, uh, 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 that is not the way. That's the way of the world, you know. And so what does God do? Gets him to run for 40 years. 
Some of you need to know that the running process is over. Hallelujah. That would be good news to some of you. And also God wants you to know that the palace life is over. And that will be good news for you. Some of you here need to know that it's time for you to step into the place where your assignment is going to be recognised. People will listen to you. You think they haven't listened to you. Moses went in and he got listened to. Paul, I could take you through Paul's life. Read up. Take these truths this morning. Read up. Look what Paul had a passion for. Look what he had a heart for. Look what he grieved over. Look what he hated. Paul hated religion. And what did God do? He was the greatest producer of freedom in the spirit. Because he hated it with a vengeance. You know? And also Paul knew where God had placed him. You could do it with so many people. Use it as your study help throughout reading people's lives and characters and say, well, look, what did this person love? What did this person like? What did this person, what grieved this per person? Because people are different. And it's some people, it's their love gift that is the overriding factor. Other people, it's their grief gift that is the overriding factor. Both are valid. And so for us today, I, I believe God wants to put an aroma on you. A fragrance on your life. So that when you walk out of here, there's going to be an aroma that you carry with you. And as we step into all that God has, new things that he's going to be doing. You see, it says that angels are ministering spirits. So the angel this morning was there as a ministering spirit. Why? Sent on behalf, that's you, of those who should inherit eternal salvation. So God wants to release that angelic presence into your life so that you can receive the inheritance, the assignment that he's got for you. And God did this, why? Because he loves you. He has a plan for your life and he has a purpose for you. It's the lingering fragrance of glory that others have left that we have been able to smell. So why don't we allow God to release the fragrance of Christ upon us again in a new way. Taking these things, look at, work with these things, prepare for your future. Listen, you're coming into your greatest time. You really are. The world is coming into one of its worst times. This nation is coming into one of its worst times. But let me tell you, you're coming into your best time. There are things that God's going to do with you that is going to blow your mind. You think, God, I never thought that was possible. And God's going to say, yes, but I did. See, he does have a plan and a purpose for your life. Why don't you stand? I want to pray for you.
I am going to minister to everyone this morning. The way I'm going to minister is I'm going to have you just process through here as you want. If you want, you don't have to, but let me tell you, it activates something. Um, because I'm just going to squeeze, I'm just going to be filling this place here with these fragrances. And um, you just come and allow some of that fragrance to come upon you. But also what I want is the message of this morning to fill your life with fragrance. See, people are coming already. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands, can you? Just tell the Lord this. Lord Jesus, no, you, you tell him. I'm just going to pray and I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, you've placed great destiny in these hands of mine. Lord Jesus, I open my heart because I want you to unlock my life so that others can see you on display through my life. Lord, I thank you that you have filled my life with your glory. Now release me to, be, to bring goodness mercy, compassion, kindness, acts of goodness into the lives of other people. And then Father too, release the gift of healing, the gift of providing, miracles, signs, wonders, so my life can display the unseen God and people can see him in living flesh just like they did with Jesus Lord I commit my life to being the fragrance of Jesus Amen Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed by it. You can stay connected with all that God is doing here and be resourced by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, following us on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Revival Fires, giving and sowing into the ministry at our website, www.revivalfires.org.uk.